I just realized that somehow, in some way, I forgot to tell you guys one of the best stories. It came, it came a cup, it, it should have come a little bit ago. It should have come like last week or something. Um, before, it should have come before Joshua takes over. Okay, so there was this guy named Balak. And he, I think he was the king of Moab. Now Moab and Ammon were two countries near Israel. And right before the Israelites were going to go into the land of Canaan to take it, they conquered some of these other countries because they wouldn't let them pass through. So then they would fight them. And they had defeated the Amorites, which was another group of people. So the Amorites were some of the Canaanites, and God wanted them to destroy the Canaanites. The Ammonites and the Moabites and the Edomites, they were not Canaanites. God did not tell the children of Israel to destroy them because they were actually relatives of the children of Israel. The Edomites were descended from Esau, Jacob's brother. The Ammonites and the Moabites were descended from Lot, Abraham's nephew. Okay? So the children of Israel weren't going to do any harm to the Moabites. But the Moabites were afraid. And they were in dread because the people of Israel are so many. So they wanted to defeat them, and Balak was their king, and he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Baor, because he was like a prophet. And he said, look, this people has come out of Egypt, the children of Israel, that's so big, they cover the face of the earth, come and curse them for me. Right? So he's afraid because he doesn't want to attack them because they're too mighty for him, and they've, done, they've destroyed the Amorites, and he's heard what they've done in Egypt, what God has done for them. He says, if you curse them, though, maybe then I'll be able to defeat them. So they agreed to give Balaam, this prophet, a bunch of money to go and curse Israel. And Balaam comes along, and here's the message. And he says, you know what? I'll go and ask the Lord, Yahweh, what, whether or not I can curse them. He's like, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to ask Yahweh, and he'll tell me whether or not I can curse you. And if, I, if he says I can't curse Israel, then I'm not going to be able to. So they said, okay, you go ask God. So God comes to Balaam, and he says, who are these guys with you? And Balaam says, well, it's Balak, the king of Moab, and he wants me to curse the Israelites. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with these kings. You shall not curse the people of Israel, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and told the princes, Go home to your own land. The Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said to him, Balaam refuses to come with us. So again, Balak sent princes, even more this time and more honorable than the ones from before. And they came to Balaam and they said, well, Balak really wants you to do this. And he wants to do you great honor and give you lots of money. Curse this people for me. But Balaam answered and said to them, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold. So, Balak told him, even if he were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of Yahweh, my God, to do less or more. So, stay here tonight, and I'll talk to Yahweh again, but I'm telling you, he told me before not to go with you and not to curse Israel. So God came to Balaam that night and said, 
If the men have come to call you, rise and go with them, but only do what I tell you. So Balaam got up in the morning and got on his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. All right, so the first time they came, God said, don't even go with them. You're not going to curse Israel. I've blessed Israel. And this time he said, go ahead and go with them, but you're only going to do what I tell you to do. So God was angry because Balaam went. That's kind of interesting. He said, if they've come, you can go and go with them. But I think God was probably thinking, well, Balaam, I already told you not to go before. So now you're going to go. And now you're going to go. So he was angry. So the angel of the Lord stood in the way of Balaam on the road as his enemy. He was riding on his donkey. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord, that means Jesus, standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the road and went into the field because he didn't want to go to the angel of the Lord. It's terrifying. He has this sword. So Balaam struck the donkey, hit it, to try to make it go back in the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path in the road between two vineyards with a wall on both sides. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed against the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. She was trying to stay away from the angel of the Lord, so he hit her again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn to one side or the other. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord this time and saw that she couldn't go around it, she lay down in the road. And Balaam was angry, and he struck the donkey with his stick. <laughs> then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and the donkey spoke and said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? <laughs> and Balaam said to the donkey, Because you've made a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey in which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said, No. So then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword, and he bowed down and fell on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to oppose you because your way is per perverse before me, meaning you've been doing wrong. The donkey saw me and turned aside to try to save you. If she hadn't tried to save you, I would have killed you and let her live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now, therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but speak only the word that I tell you. So Balaam went. And I think the reason that God did this was to remind Balaam to stand in awe of him. He knew that Balaam was maybe going to be tempted by all the gold to say what he shouldn't say. So on the way, he wanted to show him that he should fear the Lord, that Balaam wasn't paying close enough attention to what the Lord wanted. But now he's going to go. So he goes along, and, and Balak says, Didn't I tell you to come? Why didn't you come? And Balaam said, I have come. But I can, I'm going to tell you now, the only words I'm going to speak are the words that God tells me to speak. And so we had him look at the children of Israel. So Balaam said to Balak, let's make some altars and we'll make some sacrifices and the Lord will come to me and he'll tell me what to say. And in his first, the first time that he, the Lord gave Balaam what to say, he said, 
This man told me to come and curse Israel, but how can I curse whom God has not cursed? And he says, From the tops of the crags I see him, from the hills I behold him, a people dwelling alone and not counting itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or number the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous and let my end be like his. So he blessed Israel and spoke about how great they were and how blessed they were by God. And Balak was mad and he says, I told you to curse these enemies and you bless them. And Balaam said, dude, I told you. I can only speak what God will tell me to speak. So then Balak says, all right, let's go to a different place and you can see a different part of the people of Israel and let's try again. So he builds some altars and again, the Lord tells Balaam what to say. And he says, rise, Balak, and hear. God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it? He's saying, I bless them and I will not change that. The Lord their God is with them and the shout of a king is among them. He's talking about how Jesus is among them. God brings them out of Egypt and is for them like the horns of the wild ox, like a wild ox with horns to defeat their enemies. He says, there is nothing that anyone can say against Israel, for God has blessed them. So Balak was angry at Balaam. He's like, you know what? Don't say anything at all. Don't bless them or curse them. But Balaam answered Balak, dude, didn't I tell you? Whatever the Lord says, that I must do. And so Balak said, I'll take you to another place. Maybe if we go to another place, then God will have you curse the people of Israel. Balak's not getting the point, is he? So he took him to a place that overlooks the desert, and they built some altars to have him uh, speak an oracle again. And this time, he spoke, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he said, How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel, like palm groves that stretch afar, like gardens beside a river. Imagine you're looking at the desert, and it doesn't look like a garden or like a grove of palms by a river, but that's what he says Israel's like. Like aloes that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees beside the waters. And then he says this, Blessed are those who bless you, and cursed are those who curse you. That was the promise that God had made to Abraham long ago. So one more time, Balak's angry, and he's like, I've told you to curse my enemies, and three times you've blessed them. And now, one more time, Balaam speaks an oracle from God. And this is the most interesting one, I think. He says, the oracle, an oracle is a message from God. The oracle of him who hears the words of God. And he says this, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab, Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. What do you think this star? Jesus. It's Jesus. The star that shall rise out of Israel. Yep. And so he blessed them and then he went his way. God had promised Abraham that he would bless his descendants and make them a great nation. And he would not change his mind. And most of all, he had promised him that from his descendants would come the savior of the world. And that's the promise that he was repeating here. So also, God has blessed us by giving us faith in Jesus, giving us the word of forgiveness. And there is no one that can curse 
those whom God has blessed. And that's you. <laughs>